0: Good morning. Happy Sunday. This is the uh, communion message for January 15th. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening to this as I share what's been on my heart this week with regards to God and Jesus and our relationship to them and to to this story. And I know that For those of you that are listening and are Christians, when I say the word communion, there's a lot that comes up, and I talked about that last week, and there's like a ceremony and a tradition for it, and it could feel weird to be listening to this instead of sitting somewhere and participating in it, and I'm not in front of you, and I'm not passing out crackers and juice for us to do this. And I know that, that in thinking of traditions and rituals, for those of us that have been a part of a church and, and a Christian or a denomination or whatever, it can be hard to feel as though we have to do it a certain way. And, you know, my purpose in that is to not, to not be adding any more pressure or adding any stress with this. I'm hoping to hold the space for us to have communion, whatever way you want to. You know, whether you listen to this and you <laughs> just have crackers and juice on your own, and you participate, or or, or you don't. I think for me, very rarely do I, I I actually take the bread and the juice. It's not in front of me. Like I said, I'm just trying to hold the space to engage in the story and the narrative and, and, you know, connect with God, connect with all of this and with you guys listening. And so I had a whole plan to come up with something new to talk about this week, a new scripture, a new passage for this communion. And, and I couldn't because the passage that I used, Last week, Matthew 11, 28 through 30, I just couldn't let go of. and, and You know, for me, when I'm engaging in the narrative and, and reading, I, I like to take a contemplative approach to the scriptures now, I think. I've learned that through Richard Rohr and a lot of his books, and even Rob Bell and, and other Christian authors, where they, they sort of let they let passages sit with them you know sometimes they write them on a card and they just keep looking at it and a word might pop out new this day or a different word the next day and you know it's like they're constantly turning it over to see what else can I am I missing or what else can I learn from that and so that's kind of what I I did with the passage and I wanted to share that with you guys today for this communion and for me it was pretty cool and so I'm going to read it again but first, I want to take a second and just sort of be still and be quiet to welcome in the space of what I'm about to do and okay, here we go. So in Matthew 11:28 through 30, Jesus says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. All of you take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am gentle and humbled in heart, and you will find rest for yourselves, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I do want to point out that I am reading from the Holman Christian Standard Bible. Uh, For those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, you know, the Bible is translated in many ways. you hear King James Version, NIV, which is the New International Version. Um, I've just found that this translation have resonated with a lot. So if you're used to it sounding maybe a little bit different, don't worry you know this is just how it, it's just a different translation and nothing has really been added or changed well some has been changed kind of the tone of it but let's not get bogged down in that and so as i as i think about this scripture and i meditate on it and and i've sat with it things that come up well one i'm trying to figure out why why is this easy why is coming to Jesus why was it about lightening the load Um. And so I, I kind of searched through some commentaries and I looked at some words that they were using the Greek words and that was really cool for me because it really opened up a lot And before I talk about that, I want to mention that, you know, the first thing that comes to me to mind with me is that all of you in verse 28, all of you come to me, all of you. And it just felt very inclusive. And that's something that a theme that when I read any, any of the gospels and you read about Jesus, it was this inclusive aspect to his ministry. That, that it wasn't really about who you were, it just is that you were there. He would eat with the sinners, he would eat with the tax collectors. It didn't matter to him, and I think that is what's powerful to people when they feel that someone who is, they're listening to is inclusive, and, and they can tell that it doesn't matter who they are. You know, and there wasn't like an even if, like come to me even if you're this or even if you're that or even if you're thinking. A lot of times we get, ba- you know, we can do that in Christianity. It's like we love you even if you're a sinner. You know, and it, it didn't matter to Jesus. It just, he says, come to me, all of you. And I love that about so many stories about Jesus is that inclusive nature of him. And that's powerful right off the bat. And I think a lot of us want to feel included in life, and we don't feel included, no matter what our background is. We want to feel included in something, a part of something, less alone, those type of things. And and I think Jesus knew that, that even thousands of years ago, people were feeling that, you know? And so then I moved on to more of the words, and I wanted to kind of understand, because he's saying, you who are weary, and I will give you rest. And I'm wondering, why were, these, why were people weary and burdened back then? What was it that they were feeling? You know, and... You know, the words they're using, weary and burdens, the Greek words of kopio. I'm going to butcher these words, so please give me grace. It's k o p k o p i a o, And it means it's sort of engaged in hard work, implying difficulties or trouble, being emotionally fatigued or discouraged. And then the word burden comes from fortizo. P-H-O-R-T-I-Z-O. And this specifically was like the cargo on a ship. That was what it was referencing. But in different translations, it's also used symbolically as the burden of keeping the law. So you can read this knowing that it's that you're weary and you're working. And the work that you're doing is becoming a burden. And that work is following the law. And the law was... What we would call the Old Testament, or that, and, and it was—it's wild to think about, like the idea that the Bible was being used as law. <laughs> you know, all of us we can come to the Bible in whatever way we want to. There's no, there's no authority essentially. I mean, there's pastors, and you know, there, there's. The denominations have organizations and governing bodies, but it's not like if you get caught reading the Bible a certain way or not praying the way you're supposed to, there's not going to be someone in a car or a cop car coming and arresting you or, or anything like that. And so, it's crazy to think that that's what people were having to do back then. You had the Pharisees were essentially like a governing body, and... It became a burden to follow all of this. The Pharisees, from what I was uh, reading in this one specific commentary, because he uses the word yoke, and so that one is also... Let me see, where did I find that? wasn't I didn't find the word for that but basically the yoke that he's referring to or that the people were feeling was the obedience to the law and so a lot of times in the Old Testament a yoke was being used as a symbol of oppression it also was used as like the service of God because essentially what a yoke is supposed to be doing it's using it in plowing fields and it was supposed to lighten the load But what was happening is this yoke of the law that they were having to live to, the demands of the the Pharisees and legalism and all of that, uh, it had become a burden to the people. And it was something that you just, it was holding people down. And the Pharisees were lording over them, much like kings or or presidents and so these people were 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 wanting rest they were wanting to feel they didn't want to feel this burden but it was all they knew and so what I got from this is is when he's saying come to me all of you and take up my yoke he's and you'll find rest for yourselves for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Essentially, what Jesus was doing was offering a new relationship. He's essentially saying that his yoke is easier, <laughs> and that we needed a new relationship to to the to the Word, to God, to all of this. And from what I'm I'm getting. And again, this is from what I'm I'm seeing. It's almost like this relationship is more of like like a disciple kind of relationship. And that word is so triggering for me because it's a word that was used for me a lot of times. But it's like how you would go to someone to learn, and it wasn't like they were lording over this knowledge. They were giving you this knowledge, and you were learning from this person whether it was a a monk or, or something, someone of that nature. And and it's kind of taking taking the authority away from the Pharisees and essentially saying, you know, just we you can follow follow me and learn in a different way and i won't and i'm not going to lord it over you because people weren't being transformed people weren't being they weren't seeing transformation they were were trying to be obedient it was fear that was driving them fear of stepping out of line fear of not doing or saying the right way fear of being seen as not doing it in the way they're supposed to and that takes away from so much it takes away from the heart it takes away from your soul and so he's offering these people rest in a new way and so as i engage i want to engage with god and with jesus in a new way and that's that's the hope for us we don't need someone to tell us how to be. We can just engage, we can read the Bible, we can, and, it, and it's offering us transformation and connection. And so that's what I want my focus to be as I re-engage with God, and as I pray, and as I'm reading the Bible, and I'm doing whatever, I'm, I'm not worried about how I'm doing it, I just know that I, I'm i just finding joy in just the doing it. <laughs> and it's opening my heart and it's freeing my heart. And it's allowing me to see so much more that I, I didn't used to see before. And we don't have to look at to God as this authority figure watching everything we're doing but as a parent figure or an older brother figure or just a a grand, a grandparent figure that wants what's best for us, wants us to have a relationship, wants us to engage, not because of anything other than they just, they just wanted our parents, you know, our parents wanted us to be with them and be around them not because of of rules or regulations but just out of love and those of you that are listening that are parents i know that you want your kids to engage with you and connect with you not out of anything other than that's your child and you want them to know that love and they didn't and the people back then i don't know if they knew the love and they knew the hope So I hope as you engage, it's not engage, I keep saying engage, but I'm still going to say it. (laughs) But my prayer this week for you all and for us is that we can engage with God in a way that frees us, that we know that we're seen and we're heard and we're loved, and that the relationship is a relationship not built on rules and regulations to be lorded over us for obedience and fear but for an opportunity to transform our lives and connect us to to deeper meaning so thank you all for listening i'm holding the space for us i pray that this week you find peace And a deeper relationship and with God in whatever way works for you so until next week, peace.